0: Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast.
1: Officially, it's called a study tour. You go there, you learn about the country, and Mm. it's a promotional thing. But it turns out to be a thousand unsupervised teenagers in Taiwan. Uh oh Oh. So it's unofficially called the love boat.
0: (laughs) I was going to say that's a recipe for shenanigans.
1: (laughs) Did you just say shenanigans? I
0: did. (laughs)
1: Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast.
0: On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles.
1: Roxy. Chuck. We're going to start the episode as we normally do, sort of. No, we're not. Sort of. Well, yes, we have an apology, (laughs) sort of. But we're going to get to, I'm not so sure it's an apology, but I'm going to read this. This is from Bob Walsh. Summer of Littles 4 is grateful to the Loyal Littles Podcast support, but. Chuck inaccurately tells Littles to RSVP to, quote, reserve a spot at their venue. Did I do that? It says no reservations are needed. RSVP at summeroflittles.com. So we know you're coming on August 6th, but even last minute Littles will be welcome. Now, that's what was written. Now,
0: does he wait? Was there uh, some misunderstanding thinking by RSVPing on Summer of Littles website means you're responding
1: I don't know, Roxy. I'm a little I, confused. I didn't listen back to the entire episode a bunch of times. I, I just know you
0: said RSVP BP- and I know you said
1: reserve. I thought on the Summer of Littles website, you go to the city you're attending <laughs> uh-huh. and then there's the little button. You know, Roxy, let's get to the bottom of this okay. right now. Please welcome back to the podcast, Bob Walsh. Hey, Bob, how's it going? Hey, Chuck. Hey, Roxy, how are you? We're, We're great. great. We're really good. <laughs> But we want to get to the bottom of this because I know you said somewhere it was a chuckism or something like that. Now it's your turn. I kind of pleaded my case. Now it's your now tweet, you go. It's so. your tweet. So go go tell us what's up.
0: What happened? What did so, he do?
2: Well, and so, you know, Chuck's been referring to this in a couple of different episodes. In terms of making a reservation, and you know, reservation sounds like there's a limited number of spots, and I just wanted to make clear to people that there were not a limited number of spots. And I, I think I sent you an email that where I said, you know, and I wasn't offended, but I think this is just a Chuckism. A you know, Chuck-ism. It's one of those. I love one that of that's those catching words. on, Roxy. One of those words that you use, that
1: is just not quite the way that other people think of them. No, okay, but I said go to, the, go to summeroflittles.com, go to your city, go to your a venue. Right. I say go to your venue, and that's where the mistake is. I get it. I get it. And no, then you click reserve so that your host knows you're coming. That's all. Okay. Click now, sure. so that your close
2: knows that you're coming. Yeah. Like I said. So it's I, the listen, word reservation. Listen, I am so
1: grateful that you guys have been so supportive. Oh, please. our That's why we wanted you to come back on. So now, plug away. Tell us all about it. Do we have any new venues this year? What can you tell us about this year's Summer of Littles?
2: So, well, so let me just say how absolutely – Tickled I am, number one, right out of the number one, (laughs) that the email talking about RSVPs to the Tony show was number one out of the game. That's right. A1, above the fold. A1, above the fold. fold. Yep. So I was just thrilled beyond anything with respect to that, you know, that that Tony's taking that so seriously and and that he's been so supportive. So we have a few fewer venues this year. I think we were, uh, in terms of in person venues, we're at 34. But I'm very excited about the ones that we do have. Obviously, Alex Cobb in Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. And you guys have, okay. t- have covered that completely. There's not very much to say about that. The and tiny Chuck will be there. Yes. He says right? he
1: will be there with his lovely wife. Yes. Right.
2: And I know for a fact that they will not be alone, that there are people, have been folks that have RSVP'd for that particular location. Mm-hmm. There are a number of folks that are unable to make the event year over year because it interferes. That first weekend in August is yeah. something that they have family plans for, and one, one of those folks persons is Sully. From Boston and Sean Smith has sort of stepped into the gap there, and so we're very grateful for that. Absolutely. Very excited about the Northern Virginia venue that Greg Sharamita and that Bill Fairback are hosting. They had to change the venue this year where they're going to have it because the place that they had last year had closed, mm. and so Bill moved it to a place that has axe throwing. <gasps> See, what can go wrong?
1: Oh, my God. All right we, go wrong, right, we just lost Roxy. We just lost Roxy. Roxy's no longer going to be at Hurleys. Everyone, just announcing that now. I will be wherever the axe
0: throwing is. She's been dying. I don't to know try why. I don't know why. Okay. Well, it just seems bad. A <laughs> bad peach. Bad peaches. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> She's been dying to try axe throwing. So yeah. All right. So sadly, where's that Northern Virginia? Yeah, I'll find Northern it. Northern Virginia. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. So yeah, what so, could go wrong, so, Bob? could
2: right go wrong, right? <laughs> so, uh, very excited about that. Then the virtual venue, very excited about that, too, because uh, Michael Wynn from New Zealand, who you've uh, mm-hmm. you've had on your show, is going to be the host. And we've already uh, got 12 or 13 folks that are lined up wow. to, uh, to, to participate in that as well. Amazing. So, That's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Now, I do have to say one thing because my daughter Maeve, right, helps you uh, uh-huh. uh, runs the uh, the New York venue venue with you all.
1: Let's correct that. She just does everything. Right. We're just there. So
2: <laughs> Well, she doesn't do everything and, and that's sort of where this comes in. So that last year, my daughter Shoshana yep. um, mm-hmm. was uh, right was also there mm-hmm. and Shoshana actually played an integral part in the venue that year because Maeve Forgot the stickers in Brooklyn. She did. Oh, that's
1: right. She did. She I did. remember. And
2: Shoshana had to actually go back to retrieve the stickers and came back. And Shoshana said, "You know, Dad, I've never gotten a shout out for that." So, <laughs> Shoshana, this Aww. is your shout Aww. out. Aww. There you okay. go. Thanks,
0: Shoshana. I and, remember. Uh, I think we were all at Party City, and she realized, and you ran, and
2: yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. I think so we were so
0: excited sh- about the balloons that the stickers kind of got lost in the shuffle. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So this year Shoshana's going to be here with us. Cool, okay. And you're going to get Fiona. Oh, so, oh awesome. Uh, Great. Right. Which Fiona said, well, why can't I host? And I said, I think that you should be of legal drinking age before you actually host. <laughs> and Fiona's birthday is uh, is the 14th of August, so she will not be quite t- t- quite there. So uh, I would oh, appreciate so close. You guys can keep her on the straight and narrow. That okay. would be really good. Cool. Okay, we'll, no we'll problem. Roxy will see what she can do. Yep,
1: uh, Chuck, I'm Chuck, a rule Chuck follower. Chuck makes no promises on that. <laughs> I am a yeah. rule
0: follower through and through.
1: Roxy's yeah. your girl. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right, so, what's, so the, uh, what's the furthest? Is it Michael Wins? Is there one in Europe this year?
2: No, we no. don't. Although Kelly Carden is actually going to be in England. Oh. He, he is, he, right? Remember, he, he, I think he talked with you guys yes. about the fact he's, he's going to England. Yeah. So he sent me an email before he recently that said, please make sure I see, have the, infor- the Zoom information because I'd love to participate from England.
1: Oh, okay. So, oh, uh, so he's
2: going to be on the virtual venue. He's, he will be our, uh, our UK representative yeah. this okay. year. That's going to be Amazing. late for him.
1: Cause it's gonna doesn't even start to like ten right?
2: Actually, that's what he said. He said ten o'clock would be perfect because everybody would be going to bed, and oh yeah, would, right. it would be a perfect time for him. Michael Wynn's getting up at nine o'clock on Sunday morning
1: yeah. to host. So, <laughs> right, um, that's so weird. So that's uh, it's so great. Oh man, I'll, yeah. we'll have to talk to him because maybe yeah. we can zoom with him or something. Yeah, I don't know. He's probably doesn't have that set up for his location, but.
2: So all of the hosts are going to have the Zoom information because last wow. year, in addition to sort of the virtual stuff, I know that we Zoomed in from here so that Lee Gordon was uh, on the virtual mm-hmm. venue from Weather mm-hmm. from And I know that Gary Braun also did it from uh, Wadaka. Oh, cool. Nice. So um, oh. we're going to make sure that the, all the hosts have the information. So okay. to the extent that they're in a place that they can, it's not too noisy that, you know, that they can
1: participate, zoom in as well. Right. Cool. And the best part is now that Chuck is jobless, mm-hmm. I will be able to stay for the whole thing. For the
0: thing. entire thing. Last year, I,
1: I was there for like an hour and a half. I had to go back to work. Mm-hmm. And then I came back after because we were going yeah, for a while. But yeah, yeah so this time I'll be able to stay.
2: I'm very excited. I Listen, we roll up the gear about nine o'clock last year. <laughs> And then Um, I believe we woke you up or you were in
1: bed at like 1130.
2: That is exactly right. (laughs) And we called. I I completely forgot that. And you know what? Feel free to wake me up again. All right. All
1: right. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) Well, Bob, thank you for coming on and doing all this. And thank you from the bottom of our hearts for all the hard work you do. For yeah. This. this is like well, a lot. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, trust mm-hmm. us.
2: Well, again, I am very grateful for your support. You guys have been awesome uh-huh. throughout the whole thing. and
1: Well, listen, it's our pleasure. I mean, Roxy and I, we love Summer it's of It's so Littles. much fun. That was our mm-hmm. first that big event. That was our event. first event. Now, we've Littles been to a Jingle event. Fest since but this was our big first, big event that Mm -hmm. we participated in as Littles, so you'll always have our support, obviously. Can't thank you enough for coming on to do all this. Now, Bob, is there anything you want to plug? I absolutely do. (laughs) You take them through it. I'm not saying a word. You tell them how to do what they need to do. Go to summeroflittles.com. That I know. So
2: in order to RSVP for the venue of your choice, go to summeroflittles.com, go to your venue page, click on the RSVP button, There are a couple of questions. Hit submit, and then just show up at five o'clock on August sixth.
1: That's it. Perfect.
2: Your hosts are looking
1: forward to seeing you. Absolutely, especially in New York City. Yes. So make a weekend of it. Come on up to New York, see a Broadway show, hang out with Chuck and Roxy, right? And go see another and Mave, and go see another Bro and Ritz. Ritz will be there. Yep. And uh, go see another Broadway show. We're trying to get Simon. Just so you know, he's going to be in Boston filming a movie. So we're, we're going to try to get him with Sean Smith and see if he can pop over. Mm-hmm. It's going to depend on his schedule, obviously. Right. But that would be fun, Absolutely. too. Yeah. So. That would be cool. All right. Well, That'd listen, cool. Bob, thank you so much. And whatever we can do. Yep. Whatever we can do. You know we're here for you.
2: Just keep an eye on Fiona
1: for me. That's all. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. We got you. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Bob. Thank you. And all you Summer of Littles hosts, don't forget, get us these bumpers in. Plug your venue. And tell them how they can do... I'm not going to say it anymore. How
0: they can RSVP RSVP. on summeroflittles.com.
1: Absolutely. So get us those bumpers. Just send them to our email, wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. We'll make sure we get them on there. And they can be in almost in any format nowadays. Yeah. And if you can't record it for some reason, but you want to come on, just get in touch with us. Email us. We'll set up a time. It'll take literally... Two minutes. Yep. That's it. It'll yep. literally take us two, maybe three minutes. Unless you're we'll someone who hasn't
0: you. been a Meet the Littles guest and oh, you yeah. wanna continue the conversation yeah. then, and have us then we're gonna meet do, you. Yeah, then we're
1: gonna do a little interview.
0: Then it might be a little longer than, little, than yeah, two yeah, minutes.
1: Exactly. But get those in, we'd really appreciate it and it'll help promote your venue.
0: It's gonna be great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Summer of
0: Littles, can't wait.
1: All right, Roxy, let's get out of here. Great Meet the Littles guest. And speaking of, we might have found the best location that I don't think there is a venue this year, but in the future, there really should be. You'll have to come back. We'll be right back with
0: Meet the Littles.
1: Hi, this
2: is Greg Sharmita from Ashburn, Virginia, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network.
1: We are being played in this episode by Dion Powder, and this song is called I Vow. Now, if you like what you hear, you can find all of Dion's stuff on his website, it is DionPowder. That's D-E-O-N-P-O-W-T-E-R. Dot W-I-X-S-I-T-E. Dot Com. You can also find all his stuff on YouTube, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Apple Music, anywhere you find your music. Just search Dion Powder. That's D-E-O-N-P-O-W-T-E-R. And as always, we'll play the full song "I Vow" at the end of the podcast. Never been so sure, sorry. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to
0: meet the littles.
1: And Roxy, another fun one today. Please welcome to the podcast, John Sanders. Hey, John, how's it going? Good
3: guys. How are you guys doing?
0: We're good.
1: We're fantastic. Now we got you on the podcast finally. Now, yeah, we're um, just we're looking just ta- forward to it. Yeah, we were just talking off air, and this is another situation where you were like, I didn't even know about it. So, how did you find out? Was it Summer of Littles? Is that how this happened?
3: Yeah, I mean, I uh, wanted to uh, do an ad for Summer of, of Littles location. Uh, I'm the taproom manager at Something Wicked Brewing up in Hanover, and so when they said about Summer of Littles, you know, hosting an event, I jumped right on it. And then he said about emailing you guys about doing maybe a read for the podcast. Uh, and you were like, "What ad. podcast?" And you guys were like, "How about you guys come on the podcast?" <laughs> right? So right. Here, right. Like, here we are.
1: Here we are. All right. Well, what we normally do, John, is we let you take it over. Take take us back. Take us all the way back. Where did you grow up? Where'd you go to school? All that kind of stuff.
3: So currently I reside in Toyntown, Maryland. It's just below the line, uh, right off of 97. I don't know how familiar you guys are with the area up this way of Maryland. but So I grew up actually across the line in Littlestown, moved back to Toyntown. We moved when I was, maybe I should start way, way back. My grandfather bought a farm in the, I want to say 50s. Three kids, they all got deeded off properties on the farm. So my parents had built a house about a quarter mile down the road from where I'm actually standing right now uh when i was going into school went like four or five years old we mm-hmm. moved across the line so that i could get transportation because i went to a private school a catholic school and moved across lived there until throughout college and stuff and my aunt and uncle had another house that was deeded off of that farm wanted to downsize because the housing market crashed and stuff we had a couple properties on this area that people had owned it got short sale and whatnot And it was like, Oh, remember that house from, you know, 20 some years ago or 30 some years ago, how beautiful it was. Now look at it. We didn't want that to happen to my and uncle's house. So my wife and I were like, let's just take the plunge and buy it and mm. we'll make it work. So, mm. so that's where I, you know, how I got to where we're at now. I had bred cows actually coming out of college. So I don't know how into agriculture you guys are, but I grew up doing 4-H and stuff. Yeah, Went to college, took it as a credit course. Just, I was, Originally, I was going to be a vet. That was the plan to go to college, get a, a dairy science degree, go into vet school about the second or third weekend of high- college. It was like, "The uh, yeah, I'm not going to have the grades to go to vet school. Like, <laughs> let's just ride this out, get a college education, have a degree and, and figure it out from there. So coming out of school, I took a class to breed cows artificially, took it as a job. Farms are getting fewer and fewer around these parts. So mm-hmm. the kind of writing on the wall was after four or five years that this has been a long term career in the meantime i started feeding out some beef animals uh with one of the breweries in Hanover. when they get done making the beer there's waste product i mean you're pretty much taking grain taking the sugar off to make your beer you know that's where you're eats the sugars makes the alcohol but when it's done there's still grain matter that's really good for cattle feed so i started feeding that got hooked up with a couple of the breweries one of them was looking for someone to help manage the pub and they were actually looking for a brewer at the time too I just put my hat in the ring and said hey you know i don't have any management experience to help on the pub side i don't have any brewing experience to help on the other side but i know these guys but hire we'll me see what you know <laughs> we'll see where it goes from there and right. and one of the owners called me and was like did you put in for this job well yeah actually but i was like i didn't think you guys would be interested and they're like knowing someone is 10 times better than any experience you can have sure. right you know sure. they were more that we knew you speaking of green stuff you a farm boy, that's a pretty much the best way I can describe it is you know, work ethic-wise. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about you showing up. We don't have to worry about you like calling out on a whim. Like You say you're going to do it, you're going to do it. So right. you know, we're more worried about that than the training part of it. So, yeah. Wow. You know, we can teach you how to BS and sell beers. That's not hard. Once you do it for a little while, that's pretty easy. to be sure. on, But Right.
1: Now, so much to dissect yeah. there. So let's go back. From, yeah, did sorry. you say – no, that's okay. This is great. Did you say you grew up in Littlestown?
3: Yeah, Littlestown, P.I., <laughs> south of Gettysburg. Littles.
1: There's a town. Look at that. that, That's where we should be having summer at Littles, in Littlestown. (laughs) Where, Where exactly in Pennsylvania is that?
3: If you were looking at a map, 97 would run pretty much from like Baltimore straight up through Westminster. You'll run into 15, and 15 will run you up to Harrisburg, so... Like I said, it's pretty much directly in the middle of, of PA. And I mean, I feel
1: like this now has there. to become a pilgrimage. you know, I mean, I know. Littlestown. I mean, hello. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, when they talk about on the show about going up 15 and stuff or, or the outlets, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up two miles down the road from that. So okay. oh, wow, that kind of stuff. It's it, it's a, a well-traveled area, but it's one of those passovers. If you don't, well, I mean, obviously Gettysburg has historical people go, but they don't travel five miles down the road to Littlestown. Right. They're, they might be driving through on their way up.
1: But.
0: Well, maybe now they will.
3: Right.
1: That's yeah, nice maybe story. not anymore. <laughs> so without going too much back in my history, I know you're new to the podcast. So we, I, I grew up on a farm. Chuck here grew up on a farm. So I know no, all really. about farming. Now, it doesn't seem like to the extent of what your farm was. We had mostly horses. We did have some cows. When I was really young and I was too young to like do the chores still, my sisters had to like milk the cows every day and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But later in life, it was me taking care of the horses and stuff like that. And then I just wanted to quick comment. Something you said, it struck home to me about knowing someone instead of experience. Say, I have a very similar saying to that. And it's, I would rather hire someone with 100% capacity of common sense than someone who has 15 years of, quote, experience.
4: Right. Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah, exactly. And it's so true. It's so true because anyone with common sense you can teach within days how to do most. I mean, most things. Yeah. You know, obviously, there's certain talents. If there's
0: talents. common sense, there's there's opportunity to teach and learn and right. have it go smoother than somebody who thinks they know everything already. Right. And, and th- actually, may not. Right.
1: And I don't mean to like yeah. demean like certain professions or anything like that. I mean, obviously, Look, there's certain. Look, if
0: you've got 15 years experience and common sense, that's the whole. Oh, your goal.
1: You're old. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like I said,
3: I was still pretty green. I mean, in the real world as it is, I get that now. Like there's people that, oh yeah, I want to work here. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe if you tell me three or four times that you want to work here, like, you know, take initiative to do something. So I think Mm -hmm. you would just send in the resume and say, hey. If you want it i think that's kind of sets i'll let them talk about that sure, but I mean, absolutely like said, that was one of the things that i didn't realize how hard it was to break into the industry i mean like mm-hmm. i said originally i had put into the flying dog and i'm trying to think of some of the bigger breweries around here that i was like oh yeah i can work there you know and never got a call back or anything so right. being able to look at a paper and say oh i knew who that is mm-hmm. it it'll automatically puts you ahead of a little bit so yeah, sure absolutely
4: sure.
1: now can you go back a little bit because i was trying to take mental notes as you were talking you were saying about f- something about the grain that you only use part part of it comes off of it and then you, you were feeding it to your the cows or the animals or something like that
3: yeah exactly so the basic of making beer i mean it's a microbrew. all beers made the same you take grain that has been it's malted so they take grains and let them grow enough to break down the outside of the shell sorry i might be getting too in. No, this is, this is really good. Uh,
4: it's,
1: I, it's intriguing to me. I didn't know this. Okay. I did not know this. So.
3: so brewers will buy what they call molded green. Uh, they let the green grow enough to it breaks down the inner shell. If it was in the ground that was growing a plant, it would keep going, but they stop it, dry it down, send it out to breweries. We take the green, break it down through a mill, put it in water, let the water soak in it for a while, transfer that into what we call a brew kettle. So you're pretty much making uh, sugar tea. So how I explain it to people, you know, you're steeping those grains to get the sugars out of it, mm-hmm. taking it into the boil kettle, boiling it off so you don't have anything grown in it, and then adding your hops in for your flavor or any of your adjuncts. If you're putting chocolate in, it, if you're putting honey in, it, if you're putting any of that kind of stuff goes in the boil. You know, like Sam Adams had the big thing about you know that it was made with grains of paradise. Well, they were throwing that in the brew kettle to get the flavors out of it. You mm-hmm. take it out of the brew kettle after say an hour, transfer it into a fermenter. Throw yeast in there, that yeast eats those sugars, makes the beer. I mean, that's where your alcohol comes from. Right, right. Uh, Yeast obviously adds its own characteristics of different types of beer. You know, that's kind of how you get your different styles. It's not all one size fits all, but it's kind of the same process, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. So when you're done that, like when you do that transfer that you're steeping the grains, you're transferring over into your kettle, you're just left with the organic matter that's, it's almost like an oatmeal, if that makes any sense. I mean, it's just the soggy grains. So I get them to take that off. That's a waste product to them. They're just trying to get rid of it. So I have, uh, I want to say they're like 55 gallon drums, plastic drums. I, I get them to put them in that, and then I have a little utility trailer. I just go and pick it up, and then scoop it out of there and feed, and cows go crazy for it.
1: Where? Um, interesting. Is that something so, yeah. that's just very well widely known? Like, did you? How would you think to do uh, that? I would just. I would never think to do something like that. Well,
3: like I said, I grew up in 4-H and and, and went to school for dairy science. I mean, I, I, my plan was either a go to vet school, which, like mm-hmm. I said, that kind of got washed out, hit with reality pretty fast that I was not responsible enough to be a vet, <laughs> uh, or at least go through the school and get sure, to right. Right. Sure. Right. Um, Second was, oh, I'm going to open up a creamery. I mean, that was, mm. we're talking in the early 2000s, so that was kind of before the big wave of, I mean, especially with the pandemic, it's it's really going home that people are taking into account of where they're getting their stuff from, but have a 25, 30 cow herd, sell the milk directly. You don't have to sell it to a bottling plant or anything, make cheese, make ice cream, Yeah. you know, unless you got a lot of money, that's a dream more or less than anything, because sure. there's, like I said, there's a lot of startup costs for that kind of stuff. Right. right? So that was plan B. And like I said, now I'm Plan C, running the brewery. and It's it's not the same by any means, but mm-hmm. it, it's a fun job. Like I said, I was at work for 15 hours yesterday. And people were mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, that's crazy. 20 hours on a farm is nothing. You right? know? It's, yeah. You're yeah. doing saying, stuff. Yep. You're moving around. Yeah. It, 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 things need to be done to get done. Yep. Right. Pouring so, beers, talking to people, making sure they're having a good time in the pub. It's not worth me. I mean, I, yeah. I enjoy it. So. So, it's
1: so funny. That's how I was brought up exactly. And now that I'm in the real world it kind of hurts me a little bit uh-huh. yeah. because people take advantage of that. Uh-huh. Yep.
3: No, yep. I agree with that. I mean, yeah. there is but like I said, I work for tips. So if I'm working hard, it's worth it. Yeah. <sighs> True.
0: Right. Now I have one more question about this grain that, mm-hmm. or the leftovers that you then give to the cows. Do you yep. m- put it in with anything or you just slop it in front of them like as is, or is there another um, process of creating like,
1: Yeah, it? like what would be the difference yeah, no, between I mean, that? and what you would just go and buy at a feed store. Yeah,
3: so uh, when I first started raising Steers before, I had, I mean, I'm getting right now, Aldous Brewing is a big commercial brewery in town. Sign of the Horse is a big brewery now. And they actually have two locations that, that are brewing for. Our place is relatively small. I mean, all of us are relatively small, but I mean, very small warehouse gourmet is the one that I started with. They're very small. I mean, it's one of those things where I had to clump everybody together to make it worth it. Mm-hmm. And now that people are starting to grow and expand and sell more and get it out into the marketplace more instead of just having a spot that they sell it in. I've gone from having two steers, I believe, to start with. Well, I'll tell you this story. So when I first started uh, getting into craft beer, a buddy of mine went to Belgium. So comes back from Belgium, you know, his senior year of college and we're drinking Natty Bo's, you know, <laughs> we're cheap beer is you know college kids drink comes in goes there's so much better beer out there like we need to start Experiment. we need to start venturing out we need to start okay. you know trying stuff out you know this is kind of the beginning of the bubble there's a tavern in hanover called clingers that had 43 taps of beer you know they were pulling stuff from all over the place before it was like the cool thing to do we walk in, it's a guy we went to high school with that he was on the wrestling team with that was behind the bar that was like, Hey guys, what are you doing in here? Like wow. walk us through, had us try different styles, kinda gave us the rope, whatever the, the, the term is, you know. Yeah or yeah. or like, hey, this is what you can do. So he actually started working at Warehouse Gourmet and when they said about they were going to start brewing beer, I looked at them like I'm starting to raise steers. You got to let me get a hold of the grain, like it's supposed to be really good food. Uh-huh. They're looking to get rid of it. It's cheap until the gas price hit, you know, five dollars or whatever we're at now. Right. Oh, that was the input. It was the the work of going to getting it and the gas to get it home. That yeah. was much sure. the only cost I had into it. So making steaks on a couple of cents of gas was seemed like an obvious thing to do. So. Yeah. But he says, you know, oh, come pick it up, whatever. It was like five pounds you know, five pounds to a cow of brewer's grain, they might keep them eating for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was feeding a a pre a grain that already had, you know, corn, soybeans, whatever, mixed into it. Now I'm to the point where I'm feeding as much grain as they'll eat and just top dressing it with some corn to get them to eat a little more. Oh. The ones that I've got the, are closer to slaughter, you know, just fattening them up type of thing. Right. Right. Sure. Right. But Like I said, I want to say I have 10 right now that are out on pasture, so... Those, I just give green. It's kind of a eat what you want, and then you have plenty of grass to eat the rest of the day. The ones that I'm fattening up at the farm, up at my parents' place, is uh, trying to push corn to them to get them to put more. I don't do. That's...
1: This is truly fascinating. Buster only has nothing on you. That's all I'm. Gonna, you are the Buster only of the loyal. <laughs> Every littles time you get
3: thrown, I'm like I have so many more questions that right. I'm sure he has the answers to, but no one else will care <laughs> other than me. Right.
1: That's so funny. Well, speaking of, so we have one question we're going to tease because we have to take a quick break. But we want to know where you fall on Sam Adams. Okay. So think about that. We'll okay. be right back with
0: meet the littles.
2: This is Laurie Seo from D.C., and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network.
1: Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and we are lucky enough to have John Sanders here. Now, this has been fascinating, Roxy. Yeah. Now, we tease this a little bit. Where do you fall on Sam Adams? Be honest. Is it garbage uh, beer? Do you like it? Is it okay? Eh, I'll drink it if I have to. Where do we fall? Or you love it?
3: If I have the choice, if it's not one of my go to's by any means, okay. but if I'm in a restaurant and that's what their best offering is, that's beer snobby. Uh, <laughs> that's what they that's the most likely thing that I want to drink, then I don't have a problem to have.
1: Now you mentioned this earlier in in the podcast about what's it? Natty, what is it? Natty Natty Bo. Natty Bo. Okay. So now so you put it's it higher I than man. Natty Bo, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty
3: partial with Natty 30 Whoa. Sam Adams and Natty Bell on draft at a place and I walked into it. I'm getting Natty Bell. Whoa. Oh, really Roxy, horrible. you're getting so, hammered. Um
1: okay. Sully, be nice. Sully, <laughs> be gentle. That's all I can say. Sully, be gentle. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so well the funny story is, and we're gonna this is where I'm going into the podcast. I'm gonna ask you, have you ever been to a Summer of Littles, a Jingle Fest, things like that? This last jingle fest, Roxy and I were very fortunate enough to attend. It was our first one ever. Beers were all over the place. All we we have wine. No, oh my
0: gosh. We bought wine. We brought we wine. We went to La
1: Chieserie and Calvert Woodley and bought a ton of wine. And I wanted to support them. Yeah. You know, because we had never been. So, and he, nope. we got to meet Michael. Sansy's brother, who's, I guess he's one of the owners or the managers, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, he spent like a half hour talking to us. It was really nice. So we wanted to support them. So we did that. Little's helping little. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so we supported that. And then we never <laughs> even drank it. We had to bring it all home. <laughs> which, trust me, Roxy drank it. We but had that's... every
0: intention of drinking the wine but at Jingle Fest. I was like, oh, you know, the night before was Mingle Fest. It was at a brewery. So I'm like, okay, tonight will be my beer night. Tomorrow at Jingle right. Fest will be my wine no, no, night. No no. no, no, no. Group
1: and countless people are just throwing beers in your face. <laughs> so he brought a lot from, he's from Cincinnati right so when I heard about this natty bro whatever you call it I thought it was like a local Cincinnati beer I because it's natty oh, that's what we no. call the natty you know that's the nickname the natty I call it Cincinnati but <laughs> that's besides the point so I thought oh, it was no. from since and come to find out it's a local like Pat's Blue Ribbon type beer I guess you would yep. say
3: no that's exactly what it is yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm going to once again get a little nerdy on you, but I was out in Yellowstone two weeks ago for vacation, and the cheap beer out there is Rainier, Mm -hmm. which my question to the people at the bar was, oh, is that like the local cheap beer? Like, I just wanted to get something quick while my wife was finishing up her drink or whatever. And uh, they're like, well, it's actually from Washington. And it's like, (laughs) oh, okay. That's what you guys drink. It's cheap. That's fine. That's all I was really asking. Here, it's made by PBR. Or perhaps uh, nice. same as PBR, obviously, and same as what Natty Bo is now because they've been mm-hmm. bought out right. how many times over the years. But yeah, it's probably the same recipe, just made in three different places that it tastes somewhat different. Okay. But now, if you were having good beers, I would hope one of them wasn't sharing Natty Bo like it was something special. But... All
1: right, so now, have you ever been to a Jingle Fest?
3: I have not. I've not made any of the events. Though. That's kind of the one bad thing with being in the service industry.
1: Well, in 15 hours, uh, we're day. only <laughs>
3: open on, we're, well, I mean, like I said, it was a special event yesterday. It's not totally yeah, right. After uh, it, but uh, we're only open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I have a four-day work week. Yeah, oh. it just happens that it's on every weekend. Yeah. So unless there's something really going on that I need to get to, or you know, my wife and I plan to go to a concert or something, wedding. Weekends yeah, no, weekends are kind of already or already work. It's but the yeah. Same yeah. In
1: weekends our are yeah, same for us. Yeah. Weekends are our busy times too. So yeah. We totally get that. Mm-hmm. I um, haven't made it to any of the events,
3: unfortunately, but. However, when I heard when I heard, you know, I was going to be around when this was going on this year, I jumped on the opportunity to do it. I found a Facebook group for the brewery. That's not always a real gauge of how many people know about it or are interested. But like I said, I'm hoping that grows here the closer we get to the event.
1: Absolutely. So we usually do this at the end, but let's just take care of this right now. Let's plug that. So you're hosting Summer of Littles this year. So that's August 6th, starting at 5 p.m. Correct. And tell us all the location and everything
3: it's at something wicked brewing. Uh, we're located at the address is 34 Broadway. And that's actually the main drag right off the square in Hanover. There's going to be two parking lots that are borough-owned off of Railroad Street and Bank Lane directly behind our building. Mm-hmm. And the way our building's set up it's actually it was an old news lodge like social club. So we had started the brewery and what was the kitchen in the back of the building. So our main entrance is actually the back of that 34 Broadway. So gotcha. that's the easiest way to come in anyway. Yeah, looking right. forward to it. Uh, I think we're going to have a beer release. If I can get the guys to get it together here before then. Oh. Oh, uh, we're kind of cutting it close on time-wise, but hopefully have a special beer release for that day. Maybe some food specials, but I can't come up with any ideas. So if anybody <laughs> that's coming has any good ideas of <laughs> puns or anything like right. that, well, a pumpkin, speaking a pumpkin of pineapple, right. something Ooh. of another would be good, but who knows?
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of, if you are coming, Roxy, where can they go?
0: Summeroflittles.com. Go
1: there, go to the reservations page and make sure you let John and Bob know you're coming. Yes. Okay, so that's really important. So we'll get that. We'll get you out on the website. We've already got your bumper from a previous episode. So that was great. So this has been great. John, thank you so much for coming on the Little Littles podcast. Now, this might be a little surprise to you because I know you're new, but we do this thing called fun, dumb questions. And we've been told not to even ask. We're just going to do it. So,
0: Well, I have a serious question first. Chuck, you forgot about this one. How did you get introduced to Tony?
1: Oh, yeah. Are you really, How are you a little? Are you a little? <laughs> Check So,
3: <laughs> Bob asked, when we set up the Summer of Littles, Bob asked kind of the same thing. And I still get the joke of the podcast delay because I know that I listened for a while. I want to say, like I said, in my previous job that I was searching for stuff to listen to throughout the day uh-huh. i listened to pti podcasts and then kind of got into figuring out that tony had his own show yeah and then i remember listening and not being able to understand why there was intros that involved stuff that i had not listened to the day before the podcast uh-huh. delay i didn't understand the concept of the mm-hmm. podcast delay because i was like espn puts it up pretty much right away like right. i don't know what this delay's about then found out that the actual radio show had an extra segment that that was what i was missing that and that was actually what was delayed was the, you know, 980 yeah. feet or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that dates it at all, but it's definitely been going on 10 years, I would say. Yeah.
1: And just for the record, that means this interview is going quite well, John, because when I forget to do the, we're running out of time, Roxy. So I was trying to get to the end here. We also didn't think to ask, we didn't have time to ask you, where's your fandom lie? What's your favorite sport team?
3: Orioles fan, unfortunately, until this well, year, which I haven't been watching them, yeah. so I'm still not watching them. Uh, well, you should. I grew be. up in the 90s, so I was a Cowboys fan until yeah. fantasy football and Jerry Jones built his Taj Mahal that I got sick of, so I kind of dropped out of football other than rooting for my fantasy well, team.
1: You should definitely try uh, to check out your O's this year. One of our third yeah. wheels, we call them, is a diehard O's fan. And let me tell you, they're playing some good ball. I mean, they're yeah. not going to, you know, no one's going to probably catch the Yankees, but who cares? For the seasons yeah. you guys have had in the last decade or so, this I one's mean, pretty good. They're, they're playing really well, so you should be proud right. of
3: it. I usually go to opening day and say it's not going to get any better from here, so if they win <laughs> the day and we're over 500, we call it a win for
1: the Absolutely. Season. Yep. Absolutely. So, but now we're going to get to the most important things that all the littles want to know. Do you prefer chunky or smooth peanut butter?
3: Smooth. Okay.
0: Tell me three
1: things. I was afraid
3: you were going to ask me to define that option. I just, literally just grabbed one.
1: Oh, that's okay. I was I was disappointed, so I just wanted to move on because I'm, I'm a crunchy. <laughs> Roxy here. She's a smooth. I'm a smooth. She's yep. a smooth.
0: All right. What are three things you remember about kindergarten?
3: Three things I remember about kindergarten. Well, one, I know I can say off the top of my head right away because she never lets me forget. I actually did a show and tell, brought in a bottle calf, a couple day born on and calf. And we had, my dad had a pickup truck and they were just going to keep it on the pickup truck. And I was going to talk about it and this, that, and the other thing. The calf slipped and its foot came off the back of the tailgate and hit the girl right I want to say in the leg, but she would have had to been pretty tall. To have it. Either way, foot came off a hitter. Every time I see this girl that I went to high school with, have no friendship. Well, I shouldn't say no friendship, but I don't see her regularly. Right, right. She doesn't <laughs> let me forget. So right. that's the one I can say right off the top of my head. Oh my I gosh. can remember. I was in the time when they were still trying to figure out if they wanted to do all day kindergarten. So uh-huh. I left at lunch. And I'd say two or three months in, I found out that they got to take naps. Oh. And I was angry about it. Like, yeah, right. I have to go home. I don't get to take a nap. You guys get to take a nap here. Like, So I remember that being like a, a pivot, not a pivotal moment, but a, a moment in time that I can remember off the top of my head. That
1: was a long time a, that's ago. That's a new question, I think.
0: That is a new that's question. That's a tough one.
1: Okay, so this one kind of will go along with that then. What is the first major news story you remember as a child? I mean, the most
3: vivid obviously 9-11. That would happen I think I was freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, you're a young Yeah, I'm only 35. Everyone seems to think I'm like 50, but... Uh <laughs> I don't really remember anything prior to that but gotcha. I can really say what Challenger I guess the Oklahoma's the Oklahoma no, Challenger was before that my was time. Before. Um, oh wow, okay. Oklahoma City was the first that I can really remember like, mm. like who could how, how could someone do that? You know right, what I mean? Right, right. That like mm-hmm. what do you mean there's people in this world that wanna right. watch it burn or what? you know, however you wanna put it. But yeah. So that's probably the thinking back, that's probably the first thing that I can just be like a news story that like blew my mind of how that could
1: happen right Right. all right what group of kids would you want to hang out with more the kids from et goonies stand by me and i guess we're adding sandlot now
3: sandlot for sure oh Oh, yeah all right right. i don't even know i mean i'm pretty sure i've seen the rest of those movies but sandlot's one that i grew up with watching plenty of times right same and i mean it goes along the same thing i mean i'm not anti-technology by any means but when i was a kid i went out and played and my brother's six years older than me i didn't have a whole lot of neighbors it was one of those things I went out and played by myself, but I got to play with kids or would have lived there somewhere where I got to play with kids like those guys. I, that's all I would have did. Yeah. Mm. You know. totally.
0: totally.
1: All right. You got one more, Roxy?
0: What's your favorite ice cream flavor?
3: Uh, Double Dunker. What's that? Double Dunker? So do you guys get Turkey Hill down your way?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, that's one thing that Tony always says about ice cream flavors, and he always used like these name brands. I'm like, they don't even know what good ice cream is. Uh, <laughs> But Turkey Hill does they call it, double dunker. It's Oreo cookie and cookie dough. Oh. Mm, I could be okay. very wrong on that. No, and that it's sounds, like a mocha-flavored like just... Mocha ice cream with, like, the chunks in it. Because huh. right. I'm not a purist. I, I like my ice cream with stuff in it.
1: Yep. Right. Yep. Interesting. All right. Let's uh, let's end with some uh, rapid fire. Star Wars or Star Trek?
3: Uh, Star Wars. I didn't get into it until I'm a kid, but I'm hooked.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cups up or down in your cupboard? Oh, down. Down. okay
3: actually i take it back they're alternated because they take up
1: less room that way oh i have one is that information for life littles i don't know uh, i mean i'm gonna go check that out all right roxy what, what, what do you got
0: boy meets world or saved by the bell
1: saved by the bell oh. she's just happy she's some, someone her age is finally on the podcast i feel like that yeah <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now this could be interesting because we're kitchen sinks single or double 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 no, well, you lost, Roxy. All right. Anyway, uh,
0: <laughs> I have a thing about double sinks. She if hates it's them. gonna be double sink, it has to be big on both sides.
1: It has to be like two.
3: But even no, that, no, I'm no, like, no, why put no, no. the divider? No, you get the big
1: sink on one side and the little one on the other. <laughs> Roxy's ready to end this session right now. <laughs> Last one. Uranus jokes not funny or never not funny. I don't know, man. Almost a coin flip on that. Oh.
3: Sometimes I'm in the mood for them, sometimes I'm not. I I wouldn't say one way or the other. Interesting.
1: Interesting. That's a first on the Loyal Littles podcast, I think. Yeah, it is. Interesting. Okay, fair. Cool. We'll take that. Cool. All right, well, John, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. This has been great. How can we find you? Are you on Twitter and all that? Do you have anything to plug? Besides, we already plugged the Summer of Littles event you're hosting. Is there anything else you want to plug while you're here?
3: Uh, I mean, I would say that almost all of the Accounts for something wicked brewing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So on Instagram, the brewery is SW Brewing Co. Okay. Uh, and then on Facebook, something wicked brewing uh, or our website, something com. Try and help everybody out if they come into the pub, find a beer that they like, or if they're not in the beer, we have some other options. So I tell people a lot of times they start looking at the menu. If I got time, you can just tell me what you're looking for and I can help you get there, type of right. thing. So.
4: Yeah,
1: cool. Well, that's excellent. Well, John, as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this.
0: Over or under?
3: So this is one thing that irritates me every time it gets brought up because no one ever brings this up. I am an under guy. Whoa. Because if you're over and you have small children or cats that I had originally when we first started, my wife and I started living together, if you put it over and they get a hold of it, it just keeps going and going and going and you end up with a huge mess. Okay. Whereas if you have under... (laughs) They can spin it all day, and most of the time, they it's not enough to do the reverse. Okay,
1: fair enough. Just for the record, now we know you're a newbie to the Loyal Littles podcast. If you decide to go back and listen. We
0: discuss this at length. We discuss this
1: at length on almost every episode. (laughs) We have heard that before, actually, on our podcast. I know what you're saying. uh, On the big podcast, they don't usually address it. They just want to know if you Chuck Todd it. Now, do you do that? No,
3: that's not a... That's not, not cool. To do. You'll okay. I'll just stand not walking there to and other judge. people's bathroom and mess up their swig, uh, right. whatever that word is. Right. Right.
1: Right. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, John, thanks again for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. We really appreciate it.
3: Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate you
1: guys. All right. All you loyal listeners, we'll be right back.
2: This is Greg Dobbs, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the
1: WTFC Podcast Network. What now, Sully? What now, Sully? What now, Sully? What What now, Sully? Sully? What now, Sully? What now, Sully? Sully? Roxy, it's back.
0: Oh, boy.
1: What now, Sully? Well, it's a bunch of stuff. And some of the stuff we forgot from a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Oops. I mean, it's very forgettable. But, yeah. So he had, remember Brian Becker's Friday Five? Yeah. And it was something about your favorite burn. Yeah. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So his first thing was, This Friday 5 might be worse than the jingle, and I don't mean Brian's questions. Burn. Whatever.
0: Okay, come on. Whatever.
1: Okay, so then. We're
0: adorable. It's fine. (laughs) You can admit it.
1: Whatever. So then he shows me proof we're chomping, chomping, chimping, chimping, chomping. chomping. Now, see, Mike Wolf posted this thing about chimping at the bit, and there was a monkey (laughs) biting on something, but all right, we know it's champing, is what they're saying. And he went as far to look this up. Now, I don't know if this was just coincidental or what. But he looked up in C.S. Lewis's The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which Mm -hmm. I love that Mm -hmm. book. I love the the cartoon. I love all that stuff. And I'm going to read you a little paragraph. This was him proving to us that we were wrong, even though it says it's very widely known that it can go either way now. But it does. It says, (laughs) stop, said the lady. And the dwarf pulled the reindeer up so sharp that they almost sat up. They then recovered themselves and stood champing their bits and blowing. In the frosty air, the breath coming out of their nostrils Looked like smoke, so he's just basically trying to say, "Well, look, if one if of the C.S. best, if C.S. Lewis is yeah, saying champing,
0: champing, then it's champing. Then it should be champing. But the rest of the world is saying it chomping. can be either one. Well, so yeah.
1: I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know where I'm falling on that. You know, uh, I don't I'm know. definitely
0: falling on chomping because right. that's just what I've well, always that's what said. Always I right. actually don't even think I've ever said naturally something like used it in a sentence, chomping at the bit. Right. But I just I know. Oh, I have. Oh, I've he's been ch- he's chomping term, at the bit so. to do this or whatever. Yeah, no, I
1: get it. Then he says, wedding singer, drinking game, drink every time someone says love.
0: Oh, boy. I get <laughs> I don't you
1: know, I Was that an overused word? I Probably. don't really remember. And then when I wrote back to him, I said, well, is there one for Fargo? Because <laughs> Roxy here has also watched Fargo. Which,
0: okay. I feel like, Are we don't you in? know? Don't you know? Don't you know? Are we getting into this yet?
1: Sure. Why don't we do that right now? Let's get into Roxy's... Hasn't seen it yet. Movie review. I forget what we're calling this. Is this even a thing? We're all (laughs) over the place today. We'll get to the emails. Don't worry. We promise. But Roxy. So Roxy saw Fargo finally.
0: Yep. So we watched Fargo the night before we watched The Wedding Singer and come to find out we had a two night, I guess, binge-a-thon of the same actor.
1: Oh, right. Steve Buscemi or whatever that, however you say his last name. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was in. I mean,
1: I know mostly from the dude.
0: Okay, fine, but he was in you Fargo, and he was in The Wedding Singer, yeah, which I thought was. was so funny. But anyway, Fargo is strange.
1: Is that it? That's
0: I just, it, okay, so there were parts of it. Obviously, there's a lot of shoot 'em up bang-bang, like all this stuff happening. The guy chops him up with an axe and then
1: puts him, puts him in, him in, a in wood the wood chipper. And <laughs> wood chipper, yeah. So,
0: okay, there are a lot of things there that Roxy here would not like to see yeah. on her TV screen. But it also was funny, yeah, and those yeah. those moments were funny. Yeah, but they weren't supposed to be, I don't think.
1: But Frances McDormand, Oscar.
0: Oh yeah, she was she was great. But also, like, what? Like she's <laughs> eight months pregnant and she's working <laughs> all of these murders, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, she has great instincts. Her character has great instincts, Absolutely. so good for her. But yeah, I mean, the, it was just strange.
1: I mean, they played. She played it to a T. It was fantastic. I mean, she really. And was. like,
0: this is based on something that happened. Based,
1: it moves based loosely based on a true story. Yeah, like
0: s- people, come <coughs> on, come on.
1: Well, I mean, I get the whole like, kidnap my wife, don't hurt her, just kidnap her because her rich dad will that pay the ransom. That would
0: never end well in any. Well spectrum of the universe that would never With end some well. of the other things that
1: you read about in today's world i mean that's i'm telling over you chuck, the
0: top. that would never end well <laughs> <laughs> no I, d- I don't know it was just strange
1: yeah all right that's roxy's movie review. we have a new one coming up we just watched it recently yep. uh, it's a movie from chuck's past it's a
0: rom-com it's a
1: rom-com but the odd thing is chuck hasn't seen it in like 20 years <laughs> but here's the teaser chuck wanted to write a musical about it
0: based on the movie based Mm -hmm. on the movie but you chose a different one i
1: chose a different one instead which uh, we're
0: kind of glad about well
1: now don't spoil it i don't know okay but that brings us to our first email mike wolf writes in he says the wedding singer was a movie that was made into a broadway show as we said rock of ages was a broadway show that was made into a movie that's That's true Mm -hmm. no absolutely i don't think we
0: I don't know. Yeah, all I
1: said was that they. We
0: didn't clarify that.
1: Yeah, I didn't really say what. I just said I was glad and it was better because th- I yeah. don't know, the music was better and yep. whatever. Okay. But what I love are shows like Little Shop of Horrors, Hairspray and the Producers started out as movies. Hairspray and the Producers had some music in them, but the original movies were not full on musicals. Mm. Then they became Broadway shows, Mm -hmm. then movie versions of the Broadway shows. Right. Which is fun. Right. And of course, The Philadelphia Story, which was a play, a non-musical movie, and then a musical movie retitled High Society. Uh I should have asked you if you knew that. And eventually, a Broadway musical featuring a 12-year-old Anna Kendrick. Now, was that oh. the revival? I think that was the re- had to be the revival. It had to have been. Yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Actually, I had a friend that drummed that oh, on Broadway. Oh, yeah. cool. And actually, that was a c- cute show. Mm-hmm. Cute show. Now, Mike Wolf, we haven't met you yet. I mean. I mean, we've met him in person.
0: Yes, at some Littles last year. He's not come on to meet the Littles year. yet.
1: Now, with all this smart. I mean, we're usually fun and dumb here on the yeah. world. But you got some smart stuff going on in your emails. I think we, we might need to talk. We'd love
0: to have you Maybe on. you're
1: coming back to Summer of Littles this year, and we'll sit down and, and set that up. Yep. Okay. Roxy gets called out a little. This is from Todd Kay. Ooh. I'm just going to piggyback on here. Since there's no episode post, this was on Twitter. <laughs> Looking at you, Roxy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, what? why me? Well, because, I don't know, help Chuck out here. I can't do everything. I don't
0: know, I don't know how to Twitter. But Chuck... <laughs>
1: But Chuck and I need to sit down with a coffee stout and a plate of chicken and waffles. Chicken doesn't even have to be hot, but your aversion suggests you're offended at Brinner. No, get it? Not brunch. Brinner. Oh, Brinner. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not offended. No, I mean, I kind of, that's what I normally do, actually.
0: Here's the thing, Chuck. We have made chicken and waffles.
1: But I didn't eat it.
0: Yeah, you did. What? We ate it. We made it. When? Yeah, Steve Osbold gave us a recipe.
1: And you did that?
0: Yes, I think so. I don't
1: remember that. Didn't we? I remember him giving us a recipe, but I don't remember doing it.
0: We did. Yes, we did. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: It was obviously. But
0: I do have to say. His maple,
1: right? They're maple flavored or something? I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because he just posted it again recently. Oh. Yeah. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Maybe Maybe you thought we should try it. I don't no, know. No, we
0: had something. I
1: don't. I, maybe I did try it. and it just <laughs> It's still weird to me. I'm sorry, Todd Decay. I just... And cold chicken? No, that's even worse.
0: Well, cold chicken can be good.
1: I mean, yeah, chicken salad sandwich, stuff okay. like that. But no, I don't like a piece of fried chicken that's cold.
0: Well, so we used to have grilled chicken. We would grill it, have it for dinner, then put it in the fridge overnight. The next day, we would just... Take a leg out and start chomping on it. Chomping at the chicken. Chomping bit. at the chicken bit. <laughs> okay, sure.
1: All right, let's get. A- this is from uh, the co-host Third Wheel, who didn't get on the show. Ritz writes in, says kudos to David lou for naming Yakko as his favorite cartoon character. Yakko. Oh Jesus, Chuck. He's one of the characters on the Animaniacs that ran in the mid 90s. You may recall the songs I shared of the Wacko. Yakko Wacko Yacko. Okay well I didn't know And <laughs> Dot singing the countries of the world United States capitals and U.S. presidents uh-huh. Great stuff I do remember that Yes right? I do And I remember like it. Now wait a minute I do also recall in the last episode I'm going to have to go back and like roll the tape here I do also recall saying I'm not going to knock it Because I've never seen it I wasn't <laughs> knocking the animal However you say it Animaniacs Animaniacs I wasn't <laughs> knocking it I simply said I'd never seen it. That's all. Mm-hmm. I was in college. It wasn't mm-hmm. my thing. Yeah, I'm that's about, okay. I'm about, no, that's not. Oh. Those we'll see in a second. Uh-oh. Just to finish Ritz first. By the way, The Animaniacs was produced by some guy named Steven Spielberg.
0: Whoa. I
1: mean, okay, there you go. Then he wrote, Good night, everybody. And he put in parentheses, David Liu will understand. I don't know. He does <laughs> say love you guys, Ritz. Okay. <laughs> then we finish with Joe Maloney. One. Oh, boy. Have to admit... I'm feeling a little attacked by this Animaniacs ageism take. (laughs) (laughs) I know somebody who in his college years used to record Animaniacs in his dorm room on his VCR Mm -hmm. because it came on during an afternoon class (laughs) and then watch them later with other folks in the dorm. And if you'd like to watch them now, I might still have that VCR and the tapes in a box somewhere, though I doubt that these tapes would have held up all these years.
0: Hey, you never know.
1: Now he says B... That's different from mine. I go A-2, yeah, not one B. Yeah, whatever. Just I know you one. hate either. Okay. Pick one. B, also amusing to hear the Red Sox can't win because of the Yankees' take, since last I checked, they somehow managed to do it, it as recently as 2018 and 2013, 2007, and 2004. Yankees, despite all their successes, haven't since 2009. So wait, Boston won two times since the Yankees' last one? Toronto did it in 92 and 93. Yeah, the Rays haven't won it all yet, but they won an AL pennant twice, 2020 and 2008. Meanwhile, the sad Baltimore Orioles haven't won the AL pennant or a World Series since 1983, 15 years before Tampa started playing. The last time they were close, everyone was pulling for Kansas City because the Royals hadn't won since 1985, which last I checked is more recently than 1983. Yeah, yeah, Curse of the Bambino, blah 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 blah. Okay, I did I say that? I guess I did. Then he has an uh, a pound sign. The kids would say hashtag these days, and it says actually, I don't have a third point. I was just trying to figure out what would come next in the sequence after one and B. <laughs> now, Roxy, I'm gonna let you make that call. What's your choice? If you had, if you have to go this route, A two, what comes next? Or one B, what comes next?
0: I mean, I guess. Like a Roman numeral or a lowercase letter, oh, or okay. I don't know, that would make sense to me. Okay. I think that's how I would. U- I used now, to take my notes in Roxy, school. Since but we're
1: here, what would you prefer overall? I know it's pick one. So would yeah. it, would, do you prefer one two three or do you prefer ABC?
0: That doesn't matter. Well, then pick one. I, I don't think I have a preference. All right.
1: Roxy, <laughs> let's get out of here. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Just go to our website, LoyalLittlesPod.com. And everything's there. Everything, Everything. email address. And don't forget, if you do listen to us on iTunes and Apple, leave us a nice rate and review over there. That's we
0: right. You can still do that. We haven't
1: done that in forever. You can still do that. And we do still read those. Yes, so those we are do. great. We really appreciate mm-hmm. those. Once again, thank you, John Sanders, for coming on to meet the littles and making Sully from Boston,
2: from Boston.
1: feel great for <laughs> harshing Sam Adams. But anyway, we still love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> And of course, thank you, Bob Walsh for coming on for, I guess we were calling that five mediocre minutes. It's always more than five, but thank you. It's good. So good to talk to you. Yeah, Just
0: make sure you go RSVP. Yeah. Make Mm -hmm. sure you go
1: whatever she just said. I'm not saying any more about it. (laughs) And then thank you, Greg Sharamita, Lori Aseo and Greg Dobbs for our bumpers this episode. All right, Roxy, got anything else? Nope. All right. Let's get out of here. Don't forget. If you are online shopping at
0: Fogfreeeyewear.com. Or
1: stickgrip.com. Don't forget to use the code. LLPod. That's the code. Use it. Bye.
2: Roshana, this oh. is your shower. Wow.
1: This
5: is our time we're going to celebrate. With us, we make to a dying day. I got you on my left side. With a ring on my right. All that I paid for, you know, the love inside. Trust in me, we got nothing to hide. Getting down with all the fools I won't play. I'm a little bit And I vow, I won't come before us.
0: little's podcast is produced by the wtfc podcast network and edited by lewis b crocco and the loyal little's podcast logo is designed and drawn by eric lonergan what
4: oh yeah